episode 115 of Nothing to Say, the fans podcast. It's both of us this time instead of last episode. Dude, I'm telling you, I for last episode, I think I did like seven takes before I actually felt comfortable with the one that I released because it just felt weird not throwing it to somebody after the intro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry for um, my mom living absurdly far from civilization and our power lines getting knocked out because of this. It's snowed in California. Like, what is this? Yeah, we we had we had every intention of it being both of us, and Mother Earth said, "Nah, not today." <laughs> Jason messaged me, and I was, and he was like, "So, what time are you filming?" Um, yeah, I can't even send a text. I don't know how I was supposed to film a show. It would have been like, uh, J, 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 uh, J, J, said, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, it would have been bad. It would have been bad. But we're back now. Uh, Sam is back in Washington. I'm all the way back up in Chico. So we're doing, uh, we're all doing well. This has actually been the first time that we've both been on since Christmas. So we, and the new year. So happy new year, everybody. First show in 2022. And we hope you all had a great Christmas. Um, and we do have a lot to talk about. We wanted this, this episode at one fifteen with the NFL season coming to an end and the playoffs starting and, you know, putting 2021 behind us going into 2022. We wanted this to be sort of a fun show. So we have a little bit of sports at the beginning. We have sort of a new segment in the middle, and then we have some movie stuff to close out and some TV stuff to close out at the end. So it's a little bit of everything. Uh, and hopefully we don't spend too long on everything. So there's a little bit for every, there's a, something for everybody in this episode, but we have to start. We have to start. Uh, we all, we all know that this uh, upcoming week for the NFL is going to be week 18, the first week 18. Um, it'll be the 17th game. Uh, we don't really want to spend a lot of time on that. The picks are already done. Sam and I, we've, we've already determined who won this season. I took back the crown this season. So if it keeps going in the way that it's going, then he'll win next season, but I took the crown this season. Um, so the picture, we don't have to do that. We may pick one or two games, but um, but we're not going to do that this this segment. It's going to be a lot of new things for those of you who have seen our show. Uh, it'll be it'll be a different order than you're used to. So we'll start first and foremost with the probably the biggest story coming out of last week, or the biggest just what the hell. And that takes us all the way to um, New York. And that actually didn't have anything to do with the Jets. It was with the opposing team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Antonio Brown, who in the middle of the game just decided to take off his pads, take off his gear, throw it in the stands, walk out onto the end zone while, the other, while both teams were still out on the field, sort of wave and throw up the deuces to everybody, and then bounce. Just left. One of the weirdest, weirdest sights I think I've ever seen in an NFL game before. And as weird as it was for it being that player, what did it come as much of a surprise to anybody? It didn't surprise me all that much. I don't know. I don't want to speculate on what happened, and I don't want to speculate on how Antonio Brown is feeling or anything like that. Um, but if we're just going to look at the optics of his history, I, you know, I sit here and I go, it doesn't seem all that out of character. Um, and if there is something that is wrong, I want to preface this. If there is something that is wrong, and I, a lot of people, which I think is really unfair, have speculated about his mental health. I don't think anybody outside of him is in any position to make any accusations about his mental health. But let's 
let's put this up here for a quick second saying if there is something wrong um uh, you know i do hope he gets the help that he needs um but until anything comes out about his mental health i don't want to make any assumptions that he is going through anything um so i'm just going to purely talk about what we know and what we know is that was freaking weird and bizarre to see that happen in the middle of an nfl game so what were your thoughts on that because i i'll look up some more uh stuff about it real quick because i <laughs> did see one thing to see if i can uh get something from sports center about it i think there was a bit of an explanation but it was it was fairly vague yeah, I've definitely heard. I listened to a little bit of some information on uh, from Undisputed this morning, and like a little bit of reports, like ESPN covered and stuff. Um, it's really not not surprising. I mean, Antonio Brown is the trailblazer of causing team controversy within a season. I mean, this dude is just—he's in form with it now. Like he is a Hall of Famer at causing distractions for his team off the field. I mean, this. When I saw it and I saw the video, I think it was it was uh, recommended to me on YouTube. It was just like a 20-second clip, and I saw Antonio Brown running with his shirt off, and I was like, okay, that's bizarre. And then I saw that it was in the middle of the game that he threw his jersey with his – threw his pads with his jersey just onto the bench and just started chucking his gloves and his undershirt into the crowd. It was like, what the heck happened? And when you um, hear – so what I've heard is um, he – this was his second game coming off of an injury, an ankle injury, which has been like plaguing him the whole year. And Bruce Arians wanted him to go back in for the second half. This was this incident happened in the third quarter, um, and Tony Brown was like, "No, like my ankle doesn't feel right. Like, no, I don't want to go in." And Bruce Arians was like, "Told him twice, you're going in. Like, we need you to go in." Like, they're the Buccaneers were getting were down by two scores at this point when Antonio Brown left, to the Jets. It was not a good sight. <laughs> and um, it was something that Tom Brady has not really dealt with a lot in his career, losing to the Jets in, in New Jersey. And teammates were coming by. I think Tom came by and talked to Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown like gave him a cold shoulder. And then Mike Evans um, tried talking to him. was like, hey, no, don't do this. Like, you're stay with us. Like, stay in this. And then Antonio Brown said no, took his stuff off, and immediately that might be the quickest way to alienate alienate yourself from a whole franchise. Literally everyone at that point was like, oh, we're done with him. He's gone. That's it. Yeah, and you know, I I was I was looking at it or I was thinking about it from you know a former player's perspective. And if somebody who I was playing with decided to do that in the middle of the game and just said, peace like and without really any explanation and said goodbye it was and didn't even say goodbye or give an explanation and just kind of quit on the team in the middle of that it was like okay fine then we don't need you <laughs> and that's that um and i hope i hope for the buccaneers sake that this doesn't get dragged out i hope that whenever they can release him they do and oh i mean it, bruce Arians right after the game was like he's I no longer a buccaneer right Right, and I know that he said that. I saw something from Adam Schefter um, today, and actually, <laughs> um, so this came from Adam Schefter five hours ago as of filming. It says, for the second straight day, wide receiver Antonio Brown did not show up on today's NFL Wire, meaning the Buccaneers still hold his rights, um, mm-hmm. which is really 
weird. Um, mm-hmm. I think the day after the event, he was seen in a basketball. He went to he mm-hmm. went to a basketball game. Yeah, he went to Nets Grizzlies. Yeah, something like that. Um, and just walking around like um, it. Uh, for those of you, it was. Uh, this is going to be. Uh, there's going to be another reference to Seinfeld later on in this episode. But there's an episode in which one of the characters. Um, isn't 100% sure if he gets fired or not. So he just decides to show up to work the next day. <laughs> and then the boss is like, what are you doing here? And he just sits in and he just sits there and he's like, what do you mean? <laughs> and it was somebody had made the joke about Antonio Brown just showing back up to the Bucks, like, no, I'm back. <laughs> like him doing that. And I was like, there's, there's no way, there's no way that, that, that would happen. I, I don't see in, in any circumstance, one, how the Bucks could take him back. And after this, why would you ever take the risk of having him on your, on your team? Like for me, I think whatever coffin he had sort of, and whatever grave he had sort of dug himself in, uh, in terms of his reputation, this was the final nail in that coffin. I don't, I don't think I would be absolutely shocked if we see him playing in the NFL again. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past. So he's wronged four franchises now. There's still 28 other teams that might take him. <laughs> but the problem, the percentage is there. <laughs> percentage is in his favor, sure. Yeah. I mean, this that would be my last straw. I wouldn't want to touch him. No. no. Uh, if, it's, I'm a G, if I'm a GM, I would. It's crazy, too, when you think of – and maybe this is just because um, it's easy to pile on a figure like Antonio Brown who is so, like, polarizing and you either – completely or against him or completely for him. And um, it just seems like there's a lot of mantra out to hate bashing him. Um, but it sounded like Bruce Arians was trying to get him in there to get like fulfill his incentives for the year to get him to, uh, I think it was like 30,000 catches, like a certain number of yards, a certain number of touchdowns for his career. And then that boost to like give him, bump him up with some money for the year to, which is, it just seems like, well, that is like such a pro player point of view for a coach to take. And then a guy was like, respond to that, like, oh no, F you. Like, I'm not going in. It just seems so baffling. Yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting situation. Um, and that was probably one of the biggest storylines coming out of coming out of week 17. It was just a very bizarre look um, and a very bizarre thing that happened. Um, Something that it would be interesting to see how it eventually plays out, but um, Sam, Sam seems a little more confident that we'll see him again. I'm not. Um, that's if he wants to play again. Who knows if he wants to play again? That's true. That's the guy's that's very true. The guy's 34. I mean, he's already. It almost seems like he's got opportunities. Like he can go into the celebrity boxing realm or. The dude, I mean, go find Darren Williams. Oh my gosh, and get destroyed. <laughs> Darren Williams. Maybe Frank Gore. We'll bring it down to Frank Gore. Yeah, a little tune up for Frank Gore. I mean, he could go into Jake Paul, Logan Paul type of thing. I mean, who knows? Um, who knows? But it seems like he's he probably will try to transition into celebrity almost. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so in terms of last week, moving on, 
from well actually before we move on because i do want to say about last week as well uh, we had a couple really good games and a lot of scenarios that have now played themselves into this week so mm-hmm. now we'll move on from last week we'll move into this week and um, before we get into the actual playoff standings and what's going to be going on and what's at stake for week 18, uh, I just wanted to take a second to, to talk about this season as an, in, as a whole and as an entire just entity. Um, this has been a really fun season in the NFL. I mean, I don't know about you, uh, about your opinion on it, but I know that the AFC has been super muddled with teams and has been absolutely just haywire in terms of, you know, what could happen, who's good, who's not, all that other stuff. You have the Dolphins who lost seven games in a row this season, then rattled off seven games in a row. It, and you had, you know, for a fan of the Raiders, which I am, do this and this and this all season. And then even the Bengals do this, this, this. Are the, were the Steelers going to have a losing season? Was Tomlin going to finally have a losing season? He doesn't. Uh, were the Ravens going to do something crazy? Like the Ravens, the last four games, I think, have lost, at least in the last couple of their games, only lost by two points in, like, four of the last five games. Um, like, without Lamar, too. Yeah, so the one against the Rams, one point. So they had the blowout where they got beat by the Bengals, but then they lost to the Packers by one. They lost to the Browns by two, and then they lost to the Steelers by one. <laughs> so it was, were the Ravens going to win that division? Um we have the storylines with what was going on with the Cowboys and their offense. The Eagles have been an interesting story. Um, Washington sort of made a little push at the end. What's going on with the Rams? Were the Cardinals really good or were they not? The 49ers and their scenarios where they started off bad and sort of peaked a little bit, then who knows what they are now. Green Bay and the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. Tampa Bay, were they going to repeat? Um, I mean, hell, even the Chiefs at the beginning of the year, starting off really bad and then turning into back to this powerhouse that we thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. Tennessee looked like they were going to be the runaway favorites in the AFC. They lose Derrick Henry, but they're still able to be 11-5 and five right now. The Colts starting off just horrible, and then Jonathan Taylor turning into potentially the MVP of the league. The Bills, what happened to the Bills? And mm-hmm. The Patriots, I mean, there are so many. I laid out all of the ones that I could think of, but there were so many other things. It was just a really fun season. Yeah, I think the AFC is definitely a little more um, interesting in that aspect throughout the year because you have so many teams that have laid claim to being the best in that conference. I mean, the Bills early on looked like the best, then the Titans took that over, and then the Chiefs looked like they were going to recapture that form, and then the Bengals now have turned it on and looked like they're a dangerous team. The Patriots held it for a little bit. The Colts are now really hot, but all these teams, just as they've shown that they're they've been they're capable of being really good, have had like multiple weeks in a row of bad stretches. The Chiefs early in the early year looked like they can't play defense. Cincinnati was losing. Buffalo had a hardship. The Patriots start off really slow and have kind of looked worse as of late with that nice stretch in the middle. The Colts started off really slow. The Chargers can't get it out of their own way, but they, the early in the year, looked like the best team in the league. I mean, the Raiders, we didn't even need to discuss the Raiders and their inconsistency. The Titans for a little bit, granted with Derrick Henry's injury, but they still struggled with all the injuries that they had. I mean, all these teams have shown their vulnerabilities, but also been capable of showing some really good play. And it's just, you have no idea going into this playoffs. Yeah. Um, 
so it's just, I mean, all this, all everything that's going on, it's just been, it's made for a really fun season. And the fact that the NFL was able to get to the end of the season with only rescheduling just a few games, uh, I think we're all aware that the COVID cases have spiked towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. They're adjusting the protocols a little bit accordingly. Um, but just to be able to get to this point, get through the whole season like that, it's been really fun. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad we were able to witness um, a full and fun NFL season. With the fans, too. That's a big – I mean, definitely added to the product this year. For sure. Um, so, speaking of the end of the NFL season, one of the things that we have to talk about really quickly – is what the heck is actually going to happen in week 18? Like, what are the current playoff pictures? Um, so as I'm pulling up ESPN, an ad is playing right now, so that's all I can hear at the moment. <laughs> uh, I'll be that. Um, all right, so the current playoff pictures as it stands. So right now, Tennessee actually has the number one seed in the AFC at the moment. Um, the chances of them actually keeping that, I will pull up their last game. They play the Texans. So I think the odds are pretty heavily in their favor. But didn't the Texans keep that? Did the Texans beat Tennessee? Uh, I'm sure they did, but um, I think the odds of that happening are pretty low. Um, again, Kansas City is going to be at Denver. They are number two. Tennessee and Kansas City are both 11 and 5, but I believe if they both win, um, then Tennessee is going to keep that. Cincinnati mm-hmm. currently has the third third seed buffalo has the fourth seed those are your division leaders at the moment um if we're Mm -hmm. looking at the divisions right now the patriots still could take the afc east it's 10 and 6 versus 10 and 6 with buffalo kansas city's locked up the afc west we know the afc north has gotten locked up by the Bengals, and the titans locked up the afc south so all those divisions are locked up except the east so we know for a fact that uh, Tennessee is going to be in there. Kansas City is going to be in there. Cincinnati is going to be in there. Buffalo, they're going to be in, but it's going to be a matter of whether or not they uh, they get the division or not. So you're looking at the wild cards now. You have the um, New England Patriots are currently sitting at the fifth spot at 10-6. and six. Indianapolis is at six. Los Angeles is at seven. And then right behind them, and I have to mention the Raiders because – you know, because if the Chargers lose to the Raiders, then the Raiders are going to get in immediately. And same thing with the Chargers. Whoever wins that game is going to take. So it's really a tie for that seventh seed at the moment. But if they didn't play, then technically the Chargers would get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just so that would be your AFC picture. Before I, I don't want to get into scenarios yet, but the NFC right now, Green Bay is one. They have locked up the con. They have locked up the entire thing. The NFC is going to go through Lambeau. The Rams are sitting at uh, number two, Tampa's at three, Dallas is at four, and then your three wild cards are currently Arizona at five, San Francisco at six, and Philly at seven. The one that is in the playoff hunt right now in the NFC is New Orleans. New Orleans. Uh, So that is your current NFL playoff picture before we get to Sunday. So A lot going on. A lot going on. A lot going on. There are so many different scenarios that could play out. There's too many to really go into. Um, so let's dive in quickly just to the ones that we really do know uh, the most about. We'll start with your 49ers. So right now, Green Bay. So right now, Green Bay would be the number one seed. So they mm-hmm. would have that buy, which would mean 
that I think Philly would be playing the Rams. And I think so we got the two versus the seven, which would mean that the sixth seed, which is your San Francisco 49ers, would be taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How good do you feel about that game? Um, I feel a little better about it. Do honestly the Antonio Brown absence is huge for a Niner team that is so has so many questions in their DBs room right now in that DB core. And it's off it's that'd be a huge opportunity for the Niners if they were to go up against Tampa where they could match up really well double cover Gronk and just hope that Tom can't pick you apart with relatively no name guys apart from Mike Evans. So I think that's actually a closer matchup. It's still scary. I mean, we have no idea what Jimmy G looks like after this uh, torn uh, UCL in his throwing thumb. I mean, we have no idea what he looks like. And if it is Trey Lance going forward, I think there is some limitations with that offense. And uh, they they probably don't have enough firepower to match up with Tampa. But, hey, crazy things have happened this year. So we have what would potentially be at the moment, I think the most likely matchups. I mean, I don't know who Philly plays. Um, Did they play Washington? No, they play the Cowboys. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see where, what game, who is New Orleans playing? How Atlanta. Okay. It's it's not, dude. New Orleans is in the driver's seat because the Niners against the Rams and the Rams actually have the division to play for is super scary. That's true. That's true. So there's a lot that could shake out. Um with that so the current standings right now could be way different uh, after week 18 there's a lot that could go on philly doesn't have an easy win new orleans might have an easy win the niners do not uh and the cardinals i think who are the cardinals playing seattle yeah okay so that i mean that would favor them so there are a lot there are a lot of different uh, different things that really could could shake out what do you think is going to be the most likely thing? Who do you think is going to actually get in? Dude, I'm scared. I'm terrified that because the Rams are peaking a little bit right now and they have that added boost almost of riding the ship of getting embarrassed by the Niners last time. So I think there's that added incentive to really knock that Niner team out. And again, I... Even today, don't know who's starting in that game. If it's Jimmy G, I feel way more comfortable. If it's Trey Lance, then all right, let's see it. Um, I just think New Orleans has is primed to get in. I really do. I, I mean, they they have the they have every opportunity to. Atlanta's not going to be a pushover. I'm not going to sit here and say that New Orleans is leaps and bounds better than them. I mean, New Orleans is eight and eight and. The Atlanta is seven and nine. So it's just what is Atlanta playing for? Spoiler. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess. I mean, the question really is going to be whether or not Dallas plays um, their starters. As um, I mean, I know that I know that. So they're no longer playing for the conference. They've already locked up the division. Mm-hmm. So do they not play their starters? And then in that case does maybe Philly have an easy win in that sense? Who knows? 
Um, I think the NFC is probably has, has suffered from being, I guess, the less interesting conference this year, unfortunately, just because of how jumbled, like we mentioned, the AFC has been with everything that has been playing out um, over on that side. Uh, so let's move over to the AFC really quickly. We mentioned the 49ers. We have the Raiders right now. So ESPN has the Raiders' chances of making the playoffs at 50%, and I think that's fair. Um, I think that's fair. I mean, it's uh, – so it's funny because the Raiders the past couple weeks with them finding ways to win, it feels – I feel much better about this game now than I would have if this game was being played three weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel um, I feel much better about it now, just because of how they've been playing. The one, the one of the big things that goes into the Raiders' corner for this game is the fact that it is at home, and Raiders fans, when it comes to Chargers fans during games, whether or not it's in Los Angeles or in uh, Vegas, Raiders fans travel really well in this matchup um when the Raiders played the Chargers down in LA it was predominantly Raiders fans and it wasn't even close they made mention about it during the uh broadcast it's going to be interesting to see because that that matchup actually hasn't been played with fans in Vegas yet so it's going to be interesting to see how many Chargers fans make that trip to Vegas I would think that for a game for as crazy and as wild as the Raiders fan base is for a game that if they win gets them into the playoffs, I would imagine that the Raider fans are going to be blowing the roof off of that place. Um, so that's what I'm hoping for. The game actually got flexed to Sunday night, um, which I think is fair. I think it's going to be one of the most interesting games of the entire weekend because of what is on the line for both teams. I mean, what, I mean, what more could you ask for? It's a win or get in situation. Um, I mean, a winner go home situation. It's win and get in is the word I was trying to use. Um, how much confidence, how much confidence do you have for the, for them to pull it out? So I think, I do think they can do it. I mean, the chargers have been, the chargers have been anything but consistent, just like the Raiders. Um, I mean, one week they're, you know, going toe to toe with the chiefs and they lose by six. Um, and then the week after that, they get blitzed by Houston Mm -hmm. and then they get blitzed by Cincinnati. And then they actually lost to Denver this year, um, which the Raiders have not, I believe the Raiders beat Denver twice. Um, they got clobbered by the Ravens, which the Raiders beat earlier in the year. But then when the Raiders played the Chargers earlier in the year, the Chargers beat the Raiders by two touchdowns. So I don't, I don't know. I, I, I feel like, I feel like the best thing that the Raiders have going for them right now is that the Chargers have been, um, exactly what they have been, which is inconsistent. And, um, the Raiders, I think are benefiting from having a huge momentum win for them. I think the win against the Colts is going to be really big for them. That was a ginormous game for them. Um, And to be able to find a way to win that game on the road against Jonathan Taylor, who again rushed for 100 yards in that game and playing against Carson Wentz, I think that was huge for them. And I'm not going to say that I – I don't want to bet 
or anything that they're going to win or anything like that. But if we were doing our picks this week, then I would be picking them. Um, well, you pick them every week. I pick them every week, but I, I want to be com- I want to go into this game confident that they're going to win. Um, and I have to as a fan. Um, and I'm so happy that the game got flexed to Sunday night because I have drill this weekend. So what's going to end up happening is I'm just going to drive home immediately after drill going to and not go to Chico. I'm going to pit stop in Roseville and watch the game with my family. So cool. Um, which will be fun. So I'm so happy that it got flexed. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to be so freaking, I haven't been this nervous in a long time. And you know what I really want it for? I really want it for Derek because that season where they were 12 and four and they had people who were picking them to win the Super Bowl that season. Um, he actually didn't get to play in the playoffs. If you remember, he got the team to the playoffs, but he got hurt and he didn't get to play. So he's never played in a playoff game before. And I really want it for him. I think it would be a lot of fun. Um, right. And uh, tell you what, if it ends up shaking out the way that I think it's going to shake out, uh, what would end up happening is the Raiders would end up playing Kansas City, (laughs) which would be a crazy playoff matchup. That'd be a lot of fun. I actually hope that Tennessee loses and that Kansas City wins because I would actually I would actually rather the Raiders play Tennessee than Kansas City. Interesting. So I think they match up better against Tennessee, i.e. we just watched that in Indianapolis. Um, the Chargers are three-point favorites heading into Vegas. That feels that feels right. I feel like um, a lot of people are going to view them as the better team, and they might even be the better team um, from top to bottom. Um, but uh, I think I think part of that is going to be what how people view the Chargers. Like they should be this team who's ten and six, eleven and five. Um, you know, they, they should be a team who's really up there. You know, they haven't been, but I think a lot of that plays into what people are expecting them to be. But if you look at their records and the games that they've lost, they've been exactly what the Raiders have been. Um, mm-hmm. They've been inconsistent. Uh, I, the only thing I would say is I think the Chargers at their best is higher than the Raiders have looked like at their best this year. Uh, maybe, maybe. Um I know. I think. I think at their best for both of them, they are two of those two offenses could go blow to blow with each other. I mean, if you look at how many points the Raiders were averaging at the beginning of the season, I mean, no. Granted, this was with their full array. Is Darren still out? Is Waller still out? I don't know if he's coming back. I know he was in the COVID protocol actually for this last game, so I don't right. know. I don't know what the status of his um, health is going to be. There was a report given out. Um, it says Raiders anticipate Darren Waller returning for important uh, week 18 matchup versus the Chargers. If he's back, if he is back, then that's going to be, that's going to be huge for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, the Raiders this season, I mean, they've had games where they put up 26, 31, um, 33, 34, 33. Um, 36 you know i mean they've had these big games where they can they can put up some points so um i think it's going to be a really intriguing matchup because like i said the two the the two things that you can really say about these uh teams is that they've both been extremely inconsistent and it's going to make for a fascinating game to see which team 
plays the best because mm-hmm. with both of these teams, you never know. So you really don't. I mean, both of them have clear deficiencies on, I think, def- the defensive side of the ball, but both offenses can go. We've seen them go completely ice cold at different yeah, parts of this year. It's funny because this whole year I've actually felt, at least for the past couple of games, I've actually felt much better about the Raiders' defense. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. recently they had they had that one game against the Chiefs where they gave up a bajillion points. Um, How many? A bajillion? <laughs> bajillion. <laughs> Actually, is, if the Chiefs were still scoring on the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Terry Kill just got into the end zone. Yeah, yeah, but their last five games, I mean, they gave up 17 points, 14 points, 13, and then 20 to the Colts, and their defensive line has been getting a lot of pressure. Um, on the quarterback. And I know Jonathan Taylor, I talked to Bryson about this. I know Jonathan Taylor rushed for 108 yards in um, a touchdown, but if you really go back and you look at that game, the bulk of his yards came on like two or three, like big breaks and everything else. They really did a a nice job at containing um, Mm -hmm. Jonathan Taylor, but they're going to have a a different challenge with, with Eckler because Eckler is a dual threat kind of running back. And that is much harder to cover. (laughs) Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to, to see. I mean, Herbert at times has looked like the MVP of the league, and then at other times has looked like he just he looks like Philip Rivers. He'll just throw it to other people, which is so weird because I think in the next four or five years, we're going to be having a conversation about him being a top five or top three quarterback in the league for sure. Um, if he's not already in that, that, that group. But I think he's, he's certainly, he certainly proved like he's top five. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, but for him to have all these off games, again, the word I keep coming back to is inconsistent for both of these teams. So, um, it, it's going to be – I'm going to be a wreck that game. I really will be a wreck. For me, for me and, like, my family and for all the Raider fans, if – if no, I'm not – I don't want to jinx it or anything. I'm going to knock on hardwood. But if they, if they lose this game, this is our playoff game, you know. Like even mm-hmm. if they don't get in, this for all intents and purposes is a playoff game for the Raiders. Yeah. So I wanted to see um, Herbert's numbers the first time they played. Oh yeah, I could. I could. Mm-hmm. I got it. Right Twenty-five there. for thirty-eight, two two twenty-two, three touchdowns, zero picks. Yeah. Austin Eckler went crazy. It was, it was yeah, it was Eckler who killed him. <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah, it was Eckler who really killed him. Not a super big passing attack. They might try to do the same thing. Yeah, it was uh it was uh, Derek didn't have a great game that mm-hmm. game. It was 21 for 34, one uh 96, two touchdowns, one pick. I'm telling you, if they win this game, Derek's gonna have to uh he's gonna have to play one of his best games of the season. Yeah. Um, and they're gonna have to get Josh Jacobs involved, man. I mean the the Chargers' yeah. biggest weakness is their run defense and he only put up 40 yards yeah, against them last time. For, so against Denver, he had 27 carries for 129 yards. His first 100-yard game. Yeah, which is much more of what you think of as a Raider fan of what Josh should be getting. And then mm-hmm. you go back to that Colts game, and then um, he also had uh, he had 16 carries for 63 yards and a touchdown. Um, but – I mean, and he also had four catches for 17 yards. But Josh needs the ball 15, 20 times a game. Uh, that's what they want to do. 
Um, they even got Marcus Mariota involved in the run game, which is so fun to see him out there. Because uh, every time he's out there, it's a positive play. It's yeah. a positive play every time. Um, he's, a du- he's a duck, so. Hunter Renfro continues to be just a monster. <laughs> like, I don't – nobody can cover that guy. It's, it's insane. Zay Jones mm-hmm. had a huge game for the Raiders against the Colts. And if Darren Waller's back, then – then I feel pretty good about their chances. I, I feel pretty good about their chances. Yeah. Um, they're just get, they're going to need to, in order to win that game, Derek is going to have to play well, but they're going to have to win that game exactly how they won the game against Denver and exactly how they won the game against Indianapolis, and that's running the ball first. That is how they're built, and that's how they need to play. Would you be disappointed if they were to not make the playoffs? Yeah, I would be. I would be disappointed it's just because it, I mean it's right here. It's right. It's right in their grasp against a team that I believe they could beat. Right. Uh, with everything that's gone on, the fact that they're going to have a winning record, I think, is a testament to that team and that coaching staff. Um, Five weeks ago, if you told me that they were going to be in this spot, I would have punched you in the face. I'd have laughed <laughs> as a fan. Say, no, they're not. <laughs> I don't know how they have nine wins. I don't either. After everything that's going on, and you know what? Think about it this way. If they win this game, they could have double-digit wins for everything that they've gone through. Um, I don't – if they were in the playoffs and I was were to sit down and watch that game, I still wouldn't believe that they made the playoffs. Yeah. It's like the the Bears making the playoffs last year. It's like, it just doesn't feel right. <clears throat> yeah, it's just crazy, <laughs> but, but it'll feel right if it happens. You know? <laughs> so – uh, lots of stuff that could go on, and we we talked about our two teams because our two teams are uh, are in this. And you know what? What's going to be awesome is when we get to February, and it's the 49ers versus the Raiders in the Super Bowl. <laughs> a lot of things that have to happen. One day, it has to happen once, right? In our in our lifetime, we have to get it one time where it's 49ers versus Raiders, you versus me. I'm not talking to you all game. You're not talking to me, <laughs> and it's no holds bars. And yeah. Dude, a, a Super Bowl with a Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo starting, two of probably the most hated on quarterbacks by their own fan bases. It's so funny because Derek is so like people like after bad games want to like throw him to the wolves, and then at good games they're like, "That's my QB, <laughs> like this is my guy." And I'm like, "You guys need to either, you know." You guys need to get on one side of the fence. Stop, stop sitting halfway. Either you love him or just always hate him. So. Dude, it's like Kings fans with De'Aaron Fox now. They all want to trade him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, all right. So we talked a lot about the uh, the NFL playoffs. We have that coming up. It's going to be such a fun closing week um, in the NFL season in Week 18. A lot to look forward to, a lot of games to keep an eye out for. Let's highlight some of the good games uh, before we move on. Uh, let's see. We go to, well, actually, so the Bengals-Browns game would have been more interesting had the Bengals not locked up the division, but that's locked up. Um, we go down. We're going down. Looks like the two best games are uh, the 49ers and the Raiders game, so it's going to be the 49ers, Rams, the Chargers, and the Raiders uh, Sunday night. Um, the, I mean, okay. So let me back that up a little bit. The Seahawks Cardinals game could be interesting. Could be interesting. Uh, I mean, it's an interdivisional game. All of these games are obviously divisional games. 
Russ's last game. But maybe Russ's last game <laughs> going up going up against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are fighting for something, so that might be kind of fun. There's a lot riding on the Saints in that uh game against the Falcons, but all of these other games, I mean, if you like rivalries, then all of these are rivalries really. But the Steelers Ravens is a deep, deep hated rivalry. Um so that might be a fun game. Could be Big Ben's last game in the NFL. Most likely, probably will be. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it'll be a great way to close out the um, Week 18. And we do have to make mention uh, as well that um, this uh, just recently, I'm sure you all um, heard the news, but uh, John Madden passed away just recently. Um, and I wanted to get that in there before we moved on from football. Um Honestly, if if you looked up the definition of the word football in the dictionary, it would probably have a picture of him. Um, mm-hmm. He was just an absolute legend, and as a Raider fan, I mean, he's infamous with that um, with that organization. And he's, yeah, I mean, he he's everything that you could have wanted from a football coach and a broadcaster, and seemingly from a from a human being. I mean, every story that I've ever heard of him uh, has always been positive. So it was it was a tough day if you're an NFL fan, uh, if you're a Raider fan. Um, and, uh, you know, rest in peace to a legend, like literally a living legend. Like, I think he is one of the, definitely one of the ambassadors of the game with yeah. the popularity of that video game and how instrumental and involved he was with, I mean, he is the voice of football for our generation's childhood growing up with that game. I mean, him commentating over it and... Uh, I think us being so young and we didn't get to watch him coach and really didn't get to see the prime of his broadcasting career. Um, I just, just last night watched the documentary that ESPN put out, the All Madden documentary, and it really does a great job of capturing his impact. They, for all, just sit down home right now. If you think of an NFL figure, they got that person to speak on John Madden. And it was all kind words of, I mean, listening to Lawrence Taylor saying that he, John Madden, who never coached him, made him a better player because of the impact he had on the game and just his um, personality and just him as a human being. I think that was the biggest thing that everyone stressed. It wasn't him as a coach. It wasn't him as even a broadcaster, which both those things he was a Hall of Famer at, literally a Hall of Famer at. It was just him as a human being. Everyone's stress was like, he was just the greatest. Yeah, he was, he was the man. He was the man. So mm-hmm. uh, it was a tough day for the NFL uh, to lose uh, John Madden. But- you know what I, I do love? I do love that um, he got to see that, though. Because there was a lot of things that people shared in that that they maybe not have otherwise would have told John Madden. And it was, it was pretty cool that he got to really get that recognition one last time before, before we lost him. Right. Um, so we wish uh, his family all the best um, with everything that's going on after that. Uh, hope that they're all doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no uh, really easy way to transition off of that, but I guess it's perfect uh, that we have this segment coming up after it uh, as we're introducing a new segment called uh, Related to Nothing. Um, and it's really just a segment about, <clears throat> we talk so much uh, about sports. We talked a little bit about movies, which we're going to start doing 
uh, a little bit more uh, here and there uh, when we can. Sometimes there are just questions that feel like I want to ask on this podcast or Sam wants to ask on this podcast and we'd like to have a segment where we can just have a random conversation about it. Like what is like, for example, why is oatmeal raisin uh, cookie better than a chocolate chip cookie? Um, like we could have that debate because the oatmeal raisin is unquestionably better than the chocolate chip cookie. So a question like that. Uh, and I know I probably just blew Sam's mind and everybody else's mind. Raisin in a cookie? Oatmeal raisin. Don't even, it, it's, <laughs> it's not even close. It's not even close. Um, but uh, so there was a question that I heard. Um, for those of you, like I said, there's going to be another Seinfeld reference in this episode. It's going right now. Uh, if you haven't watched Seinfeld, I'm watching it finally for the first time through because it was never on Netflix and I could never catch it on TV. Um, and it's fantastic. The humor there is <clears throat> just, it's, it's amazing. It's so funny. But there was a question because uh, the show is really, the show is, the pitch for the show is it's about nothing. That was the pitch for the show. Um, but it is really about friends. And one of the questions that they had on here, on, that they had on there is, a question that I wanted to ask Sam because I started thinking about our group of friends. And so Sam, I will ask you this. This was, this was the way that it was uh, phrased. Um, if I murdered somebody, would you turn me in? <laughs> if Ooh. you knew that I murdered somebody, would you turn me in? Ooh, yes. I don't want okay, to be so an accomplice. See, okay, so see, my immediate answer, you jumped to what my immediate answer would be, would be yes. I would, I would definitely turn you in. It's. I think there would be a delay. Like, did I? Like, am I sitting there as you just slice someone's throat? Uh, no. <laughs> so how do I? How do I stumble upon the fact that you murdered someone? I tell you. Wow, you would really tell me. You would yeah. burden me with that information. I would burden you with that. Information. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh man. Yeah, it'd be tough to turn you in, but I'd have to do it. That's a you put me in a no-win situation there. I I agree, and you know what? My initial answer to that question too, when I when like Natalie asked me and Bree asked me, I said yes, I'll turn both of you in. But it's one of those things where, and they because their so their first answer when I asked them because I called Natalie immediately, my younger sister who is also watching the show, so I knew she was going to know exactly what I was talking about. She said her first answer was. Well, it depends. And that was Bree's first answer was, it depends. It depends on how you kill the person. Because, oh. <clears throat> well, so their, their, their thought process was, if I just randomly walked up to somebody on the street and, like, bashed their head in, then yes, then immediately, yes, they would turn me in. But if somebody, like, broke into my house and they were trying to kill me and I happened to kill them first, then would they still turn me in? And in my head, I would be like, in those situations, the right I would still turn you in in yeah. those situations, but how I view you as a person would change because if you just ran up and bashed somebody's head in, we might have we, I don't know how many conversations we're going to have moving forward, but in the latter situation where somebody breaks in, that I could justify and go, look, we need. But that's not is that murder at that point? I don't, I don't know what the legal, I think the legal system does protect you from that. Don't quote me on that, but I think it does. Um, but at the same time, so it's circumstantial for what I think what the murder is. But 
Well, I was even thinking um, like manslaughter, like you in a car accident. Yeah. Um, but I think in any of those situations, I would call the police. Would that count as turning you in? Like, say, for the self-defense one. That's not really turning you in. I feel like that has a connotation that I believe that you're guilty. That's just me calling the police so you go through the necessary legal system. Well, I mean, you are guilty of, of that, of murdering somebody. But but um, let's just, let's put away all the what-ifs for this. If this is what about, no, no, what about, what about you at war? Let's... Is that murder? I, I mean, it's all self-defense at that point. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it technically is murder, but is it a punishable crime? I don't know. I think it depends on how you, it goes about happening. I doubt it's a punishable crime if you kill an enemy in battle. I don't think in that's punishable. Is, in battle is different than yeah. like a POW or something like that. No, no, I'm talking about in battle. <clears throat> I don't think that's a punishable crime. Um, no. But um, let's just put aside all the what ifs for a second. Let's say you don't know how the murder happened. I just tell you that I killed somebody. I would ask how it happened. That's really, and you have the option of turning me in or not. Um, I think I would would have to turn you in. Um, Well, okay, so if I believe that you're innocent, I would still turn you in. And then you'll get out if you're held, if you're deemed innocent. In the court of law, but if you're guilty, then it's no harm on my fault. Like you're just covered. I would be covering myself if I were to turn you in. Right. And if you turn out to be a scumbag, then that's fine. Right. Then I'll just come back and kill you, and then it'll be okay. You thought? <laughs> well, because the uh, what I mean, because one of the one of the issues that was on the show was they had a uh, one friend who said they wouldn't turn Jerry in, and then another one would be like, I wouldn't even think about it. And then he was like, but I'm your friend. He's like, and he was like, well, yeah, that doesn't mean anything. And then he, and then he talks about how he's like, well, you know me. He's like, well, I thought I did. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, it'd be like, well, I, yeah, I guess I thought I did. But it was just a funny question because I immediately thought of, would I turn Sam? And my immediate answer was, yeah, I would. I don't think, uh, I don't think it would matter. Um, because it would just, how I end up viewing my friend after that. Uh, would be uh, would be different um, based on how they how it went about happening. I have a heavy heart. Yes. When the deed is done, but the deed would be done. The deed would be done. Uh, <clears throat> all right. So that was the first uh, iteration of. Did you murder someone? Do you need to tell me something? Did you murder something? No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> is that what this is? This is just a. A bleed, a cry for help. Getting it off my chest <laughs> with this thumb. <laughs> oh my gosh, that iconic for Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ratatouille, great movie. Let's transition into some other movies and some other TV shows that happened in 2021 as we close the book on 2021. For those of you who are Marvel fans, which probably are a lot of you, I imagine. Um, because most people, it seems like nowadays, are. Um, one of the things that IGN put out earlier today was a list of all of the Marvel things that came out this year. And they didn't have a ranking system, but they asked people to vote on them and like rank. So I thought it'd be a fun scenario to uh, sort of have our own little ranking systems of um, the best 
thing is that Marvel came out and what the order was. So to recap everything that came out for Marvel this year, we have WandaVision, Falcon mm-hmm. and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. Loki, Black Widow, the What If series, Shang-Chi, mm-hmm. Eternals, Hawkeye, and the new Spider-Man movie. Um, so Some heavy hitters. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Wait, hang on. I'm sorry. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine things that came out this year um, mm-hmm. for Marvel. Marvel had a absolutely busy year. I didn't realize how busy it was until I was actually writing down everything mm-hmm. um, and actually looking at it. I I sat back and went, yeah, I remember watching all of these, but it didn't seem like it was this much. Um, so let's just start at the bottom of the list. What would we say was the worst thing? that Marvel put out this year out of Wanda, Falcon, Loki, Black Widow, What If, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Hawkeye, Spider-Man. The Eternals. I think I have to agree with that. I would argue for um, one other thing, but I think... I it's think below Marvel standard. Yes, I, I would put... I'll put the Eternals... I agree with you. I think uh, Eternals at nine feels feels correct. So what was a little bit of step above the Eternals. I was sort of thinking at this point, um, Black Widow. Um, I was thinking maybe, maybe um, for me, I'm, for me, I'm thinking Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I actually loved. I it was a good show. Yeah, I think that I think besides the Eternals, Marvel hit on everything, but I think it's the worst out of the TV shows. Ooh. Actually, Hawkeye. Actually, Hawkeye is worse than Falcon and the Winter Soldier for really? me. I yeah, I, I didn't. I think I enjoyed Hawkeye a little bit more. Really? A little bit. A little bit. No, I, I actually think I liked Falcon and the Winter Soldier more. Hawkeye just never delivered for me. Like it definitely felt on such a lower scale than everything else that Marvel put out. Even like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it had that like that emotional factor of Falcon becoming Captain America. This one was like, like it was trying to be dark with the Ronin aspect and like the, the gangs and like the mafia and Kingpin and everything. But then it had like the lighter tone of Christmas and um, Hawkeye with the LARPing and the, like, and Haley Steinfeld's character was always just, Quippy, quippy, quippy. Like it was. I don't know. I, I think. I think Hawkeye kind of missed for me a little bit. Okay, I'll give. I'll. I'll meet you. I'll meet you with that one. I'll give you that one because. Oh really? This will. This will be the shows. This will be the shows list. So we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to compromise here and there. <laughs> so I'll. Uh, I'll, I'll feel. I'll feel fine about that. Then we'll, so we're right now. We have the Eternals as the ninth best thing. Hawkeye at eight. And then Falcon and the Winter Soldier. At- did you? Well, what did you think between um, Falcon and Black Widow? So I'd probably put Black Widow just a little bit ahead of it. Um, it was the intro. The introduction of Yelena was awesome. Like she was fantastic in that. Movie. And she was. She was probably the best part of Hawkeye. She was probably the best. You know, Haley Steinfeld's character at the beginning of the show, her character sort of went like this for me. Like, I was not sold with her character at the beginning. And as the show went along, I started to go, okay, you know what? I'm, she's a nice addition to uh, 
and, and it's not her because she's a great actress, but mm-hmm. the character. Um, Did her character make an arc? I mean, not particularly, but I guess for me, it was one of those things where I got used to her character and her character grew on me. So I, I was, I was fine. I, I would be excited to see her in a movie, like in an Avengers movie, and see yeah. what, like another writer and another directing team like does with that character. I think this that show laid the groundwork for it. Yeah, and I'm. And I understand, like, this is not the last time we're going to see her character. Yeah. But just from the ten or, like, eight episodes? It was only, like, eight? Yeah, I think it was eight. Just the eight episodes that we got? I mean, the fact... It was six. It was six. Yeah, like... show. Yeah, it was a short show. It was just so quick. And she just was good at everything. Yeah, she was. Which was, like... And she was... I don't know. I have to, I have to say that for me the best shot like the coolest the coolest thing that happened in the entire show of Hawkeye was the very end during that last fight um, we actually rewound it like I was sitting there watching this episode with my family and my dad and my dad actually paused and rewound it and was like did that just happen <laughs> so it was when they were doing the final fight and Hawkeye let an arrow go and he had another one in his hand and then immediately let one to go after that and split the it second one caught up to that first one split it hit i was like whoever thought of that whoever thought of that as a shot a plus that was fantastic which how like the physics in it how does that work if both if both arrows are on the same trajectory but one is moving faster from a bow and arrow Maybe he didn't shoot that first one as hard as the second one. It's going in the same trajectory. Should be, yeah. Um, But if it's in a straight line, then it's not like there's any arc on it. So All bow and arrow shots have an arc. Not if you're Hawkeye. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently, and apparently not if you're not, apparently not if you're Kate either. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess. So... Um, all right, so we have Black Widow at six. Are we comfortable with that? Yeah, I think so. Black Widow at six. And honestly, with all of these shows and movies, none of them were inherently bad. <clears throat> um, Sam didn't like Eternals as much as I did. I'm fully aware that it's not nearly the best that Marvel has ever uh, put out. Um I think I'm on the side that I actually appreciated how different it was. And um, I'm not going to get into all of that, but none of these were inherently bad or anything like that. Um, All right. So we're doing the top five now. Um, We'll start with five. I think the contenders for five, I think that one's pretty clear. I think what if is probably going to be the fifth one. Yeah. With everything that's left over, we have Shang-Chi, Loki, uh, Wanda, Spider-Man. Um, right. Yeah, I think what if. I think what if goes goes right there. What if had yeah. episodes that really hit and some that didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but super cool concept. Very cool concept. I mean, really cool seeing um, some characters interacting with others in a completely different way. 
Um, and what it what it led to, I mean, the finale was kind of cool. The finale was fun, and you know what? For those of you who um, who well, actually, it's not a secret anymore because Doctor Strange the trailer actually came out <clears throat> for the movie. Um, one of the biggest storylines in What If was that Doctor Strange, that like evil Doctor Strange, and he's going to be in that evil version of Doctor Strange is going to be in the multiverse of madness. Mm-hmm. So all of that that happened is canon in the MCU. It's actually happening. So it'll be interesting to see what actually plays into live action because Benedict Cumberbatch is an awesome actor. And for those of you who have seen his, um, who have seen him play Khan in Star Trek as a villain, you'll know that he's, he can play. And he was also Smog in uh, The Hobbit, which is a little <laughs> different because it's, that's a wagon, but, <laughs> but, but he's in a, in a leotard with a motion capture thing on his face. <laughs> right. But I mean, that's him. And he played a villain in Star Trek as well. He's a, he's a, first of all, he's a phenomenal actor. Well, have you seen um, the, the power of dog? Not yet. Not yet. Um, he's, so, he's definitely getting some props, I think for that. Yeah. So watching him be able to sort of let loose like that. And one, as one of the characters is going to be really fun. Um, so, yeah, I think What If definitely belongs at five. Um, so now we're getting into definitely, I think, without question, was what was the four best four best things that Marvel put out, and that would be Shang-Chi, Loki, WandaVision, and Spider-Man. This is uh, tough. It is tough. I think we know what – I think you and I have a consensus of what one is, right? Yes. Okay, so Spider-Man is going to be one, and it's not even going to be close. Okay, so we're going to put Spidey at one. Yeah. Um, I don't think I don't think anybody. For those of you who have seen it, and I, I still don't feel comfortable really talking about spoilers openly on the show. We have an episode where we actually covered the movie. Um, but check it out. Yeah, we, check it we out. talked about it for like an hour. Yeah, yeah. The first half is non-spoilers if you haven't seen it. For those of you who have. Go to the second half an hour and listen to the spoiler review. Um, so Spidey was one. I think that's I think that's fair. So now we have Shang Chi, Loki, and Wanda. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be interesting. <laughs> um, really like Shang Chi. Yeah, and I've gone back and forth on which show I liked more between Loki and Wanda. I've had moments where I really felt like it was Loki. Um, and I had moments where I really felt like it was Wanda. Wanda, out of all of the shows, was the one that each week I felt like, holy crap, what is going on? Like, what is actually going to happen next? Right. But I think there were more characters in Loki that I enjoyed watching, and I think the dialogue in that show, for me, was really, really good and really unique. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's tough. It almost it almost comes down to which character do you like watching more? Um, Dude, I don't know, man. Wanda Vision or, or Loki? I think in and I think I've said before I liked Loki more than Wanda. I think when we first finished that Loki first season, it was like, oh, that was better than WandaVision, I think. But looking back on it now, like what WandaVision did with the different genres and just like how how wacky. How wacky they did it and like how good it looked. I remember, I think we covered it like almost week to week on the show. 
And it was like, what the heck is supposed to happen now? And it was just thinking back on like how seamless they did the different genres of television. Like it, I almost put that ahead. It's it's like naked. Like it's it's. I mean, we're pulling it right. Oh, with would you put Shang Chi at three? Well, I guess the question is: Is do we think Shang Chi is better than both of them, both of the shows, or one of them? Because if it's better than both of them, then it belongs at two. But I don't think it is. I don't think it belongs at two. Um, it was awesome. Well, it was great. It was great. I I really loved it. Um, and he was an awesome. He's an awesome addition to the MCU. Um, the mm-hmm. Ten Rings, as I said it to you after the movie. Um, the Ten Rings as like a weapon, I guess. I mean, when mm-hmm. you compare it to like uh, Cap Shield, Thor's hammer, Thor's Thor's everything, I guess, with all of his weapons, <laughs> um, Falcon's like jetpack and all that stuff. As a weapon, it's awesome. It is the way that they utilized the Ten mm-hmm. Rings and how many different ways they were showcasing how they could be used um, was really cool. And the martial arts mm-hmm. combat. Um, was fantastic. It was definitely something very new for Marvel. Um, so, but then again, so was Wanda and so was Loki. They were both new. I mean, yeah, I think you can't. Very new. It's hard to compare a movie scale because there's just so much more of a budget that went into that than these two TV shows, and they're just on different scales, like the action, the set pieces. I mean, looking back at that final fight, even like the train. Sequence the subway or the um, San Francisco? Yeah, the bus. Is it a bus? Um, that whole fight was nuts. Yeah, opening his character up, and you just don't really get that with anything, especially WandaVision. WandaVision didn't have a lot of action no. in it. It was just storytelling, and and the, even Loki was just like mind bending yeah. craziness. So what what do you th- what do you think the order should be? I think Wanda for me would be at two, and then um, Loki three. Yeah. I don't know. Thinking back on that, I think Loki took a long time to start and like get going. Because once he once he gets with Sylvie, I think that's when it picks up. Maybe, but I I really so that first episode where he's being like interrogated and um it's him and what was the character's name mobius yeah yeah so the interaction between him and mobius uh well, wilson's character <clears throat> Owen wilson's character yeah yeah between especially the first episode where he's like showing loki mm-hmm. he's basically just it was really a cool battle he was having like mm-hmm. a word battle with him um mm-hmm. That episode to me was my favorite episode from any show. Um, I, I loved watching it. Nothing really happened per se, but watching them do that um, was phenomenal. I loved that. Um, so I don't know. Like I said, there are parts of me that I really like much more than Wanda, and then there are other parts that Wanda just seems. Like it was, it was better. I think Wanda is. I think the consensus is that she's going to be a villain moving forward um, in the MCU. Oh, you think that? 
Yeah, so she actually has a story arc in the comics where she becomes a villain. And I think that's the storyline that's rumored that they're going to take her down, um, is that she's going to become a villain, um, which would be interesting. Uh, And I would love, I'd be all for it. I'd be all for it um, to see a character that we know and love acting as a villain like that. And she could definitely pull it off. Um, And Lord knows her character could pull it off. Yeah, I can see it because of how they wronged Vision and his whole just ending. Um, Let's uh, let's let's cement our final placements. So Um, what do you think? I I think I would put Loki two. I think I would put Loki two, um, and then probably one to three. And in, in, uh, I think it's actually Shang Chi <laughs> um, four. <laughs> but I got Natalie corrected me on it the other day, and I was like, really? Yeah, and I was like, I was like, okay, you are right. I think that's probably what it. How is. how dumb is that though? That he hit his name. With Sean, that, yeah, they made the joke in the, in the movie, but yeah. But I, I think I think I would. I'm leaning towards Loki. I'm leaning towards it. It's funny because I actually think the beginning of Loki was so good for me, and I know the end was a little jumbled, but I I, I don't I don't know, man. I I don't know. I don't know, I just think looking back on it, and I haven't watched either of these like a second time since they first came out. No. I think the ride of that WandaVision took us on week to week was crazier, but what we got at the end of Loki was complete nuts. Yeah, and there were parts about Wanda that I wasn't too thrilled with either. Like the the extra character that they added. What was the chick who got the superpowers? The Rambo girl. Yeah, I her character didn't do much for me. Um, what was her name? It was. Hmm. Um. So. I, I don't. I, yeah, I I think I think I'd have I think I'd lean toward Loki. I think I would lean lean there. And put Loki at two, and then Wanda I mean, at three. Maybe for the simple fact of Tom Hiddleston's performance in that show. Yeah, but I think Elizabeth Olsen did such a good job too. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think for mine, if I'm going to put it, I would go Loki at two, Wanda at three. Thank you. But it I mean, was... it's it's Loki and Wanda by like a nail. Yeah, I think I think I can I can reason with that. As long as Hawkeye's down there and Eternals are down there, I think it's fine. <laughs> uh, speak on speak on Spider Man a little bit. That's not fair that it's the best thing that Marvel put out. And it's just an afterthought. This whole list. Well, because it's not even a question. <laughs> it's not even close in your eyes. That's the that's the best thing they put out this year. It might be the best thing they've ever. Out in my opinion, <laughs> um, and it's it's tough. It's so tough because in terms of the strict MCU, because those first Tobey Maguire movies are so sacred for me. Um, but it it might be for me. I think it'd have to be a t- at least as it stands right now. That would be in my top three for favorite Marvel movies. Um, yeah. 
So, Doctor Strange is going to blow it out of the water. So, did you hear what the first uh, runtime, first cut for the film is? The runtime on it? Uh, three twenty-two. Three hours right now <laughs> is the is the first cut. Um, Dude, they have to do a lot in that movie. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch actually had an interview where he alluded to there's this movie has a lot going on. Um, so it's, it's probably gonna be it's probably gonna be like like in like Infinity War and Endgame like they don't even set up anymore like they just assume you know what yeah. the heck they're talking well, like I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't be surprised if they don't even mention a lot about like the dark the dark Doctor Strange and his backstory a lot. And he just shows up, yeah. I think he just like speaks on his motives. Like I had to do it for whatever her face is, Elizabeth Banks' character. Yeah. Um, well, there are so many people that are rumored to be in this movie. Like, I've I've seen rumors that <laughs> Tobey Maguire is going to be in this movie. I've seen rumors that Eric Bana's Hulk from two thousand three is going to appear in this. I've seen. Rumors that Tom Cruise, that Tom Cruise as an alternate universe Iron Man is going to show up. That'd be kind of cool. I yeah. So I oh, mean, Ben Ben Affleck's Daredevil. I need it. That is a movie that got way too much hate for what it was. <laughs> somebody somebody made the joke saying you're going to see Chris Evans step out and everybody's going to think it's. Captain America, but he's going to say flame on and he's going <laughs> to <laughs> That would be awesome. That would be fantastic. Um, oh, fantastic. Good. I like what you did there. Yeah. The Fantastic Four is rumored to be in this movie. Like everybody is rumored to be in this movie. And on top of that, Sam Rami has come out and said it's like a horror movie almost. Like it's just so. I guess with all the monsters. That we saw from that what if episode? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But final final ranking for Marvel this year was Eternals at nine, Hawkeye at eight, Falcon Winter Soldier at seven, Black Widow at six, and our top five was What If, Shang Chi, WandaVision, Loki, and Spider Man. So yeah. that was a fun list. It actually went a little bit longer than I thought, but that was fun because that was a good that was good going back and forth, really reminiscing on how good those shows were. So um thank you all so much for being here for episode 115 welcome to 2022 uh another year for the podcast this is going to be a lot of fun we have a lot of good stuff coming up we have the nfl playoffs coming up we have the college football final uh game coming up more movies more shows more random questions to talk about if we would turn each other in or not if, if whoever murdered anybody so uh yeah. I'm gonna murder. I'm gonna murder someone with a knife. Don't win on Sunday. That's true. You guys, you guys can clip this and send it to the police. Because man, if they lose at that damn SoFi Stadium, if the Raiders do not make it into the playoffs, either one of two things is going to happen on our next show next time you see me. Either I'm going to be insufferable because they win, or Sam's going to be driving the show and I'm not going to talk. So. So we'll see. So thank you all so much for sticking around for the end of episode 115. Have a wonderful day. Happy New Year. And we'll see you all next week. Bye.